Hey, it's Hanifa Walida. And it's Red Summer. And we all your gay aunties. <laughs> hey, babies. Coming at ya. Ow. What's up, y'all? Hey. Episode 39 here with your Ooh, gay aunties. look at us. Look at us. 39. You know, we always say, look at us, look at us. Every time we get to another episode, I'm like, look excited. at us. <laughs> I am so excited. <laughs> Always excited, always excited to be able to come together and create community. Yes. You know. <laughs> even virtually. Um, <laughs> even even virtually. So just checking in. How you doing, my friend Red? I'm good. I am good. It is nearing the, the countdown of the school year. Mother's getting ready for some vacation time. <laughs> Baby's graduating and all of that good stuff, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> easy breezy. Yeah. I'm easy breezy too. My situation is is still the same in regards to me and my Mom. mama. Yeah. Mama, yeah. <laughs> Underneath the same roof until renovations are done in her new house. Okay. And as much as I like to joke and kid like I am living with my mama in this little ass apartment. But it has pleasantly been, a, it's been a, it's been a pleasant surprise. Okay, oh, you know, and when I say surprise, more so surprise the child in me, but the adult is like, hmm, it can do this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like okay, we can get you know. Well, I mean, mind you, it depends on your relationship with your mom too. I mean, I, I really I kick it hard with my mom when we, you know, uh, good, bad, or whatever. You know, like. Mm-hmm. You know, but still, you have your hangups as a kid, and so this has really gotten rid of even more hangups. You just get to see your mom square in the face um, because uh, you're under the same roof in a very small apartment. <laughs> <laughs> so my situation has not really changed since then. I'm just looking forward to her moving in. Okay. Yeah, um, no. Um, well, as far as, you know, we need to start thinking of names um, we're kind of late on this, of some sort of segments and shows. Like, we kind of come up with ideas. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, oh, we'll name it this. And we never do that shit again. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But you're so good at it. You come up with the best stuff. And and we find them during the episode. We'll be like, oh, we're going to call this Shake a Leg. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> exactly. You know, that's, that's the best titles and ones that are found in the conversation that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, What's going on in the world? I know, I know, but, you know, because we, we, y'all know us at this point, at least in these past 38, 39 episodes, um, we have just won it. <laughs> Why is that what? so true? <laughs> you know, jumping into this, for me, I just said I've been having a ball. I really love creating community around this concept of, you know, of course, intergenerational communication mm-hmm. on some realness and not some, you know, BSness. And I didn't realize. How much time <laughs> it takes to put shit together. I mean, I have my system now, but, you know, I don't have time to be thinking about shit. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's something for, like, that's what a producer, I mean, technically I'm producing the show, but someone who don't have to do all that I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thinking, you know, um, so that will come over time. Um, segments, you know, if there are any, see, I can't even say if we've had any official segments that people to even, uh, tell us about, but if there are aspects of our show that you, like maybe there's something in a past, I'm talking to you, my beautiful children out there. Um, if there is any past episode, um, where there's something about the episode of like, wow, I really wish they would do that again. Let us know. Mm -hmm. Cause guess what? We're easy. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. we'll do that again <laughs> yeah. send us a note at chigayaunties at gmail.com or on the instagram at chigayaunties and let us know you can even comment on the the podcast right on the sound yes you can yes you, mm-hmm. and all that if there's something that you want to hear again we'll get it <laughs> essentially yes <laughs> essentially you know um all right so Okay, 
yeah, so our, our show is pretty loosey goosey, and, and that's that's cool for us for right now. And y'all y'all ain't complaining, so you know what I'm saying. And things get tight up over time, so you know, usually before a show, you know, we basically try and figure out what the hell we're going to talk about. So mm-hmm. if we don't have a letter or there is not some pressing issue in one of our personal lives that we think you guys might, should know or better understand from whenever you reach that point in your life. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I forgot what the third reason. Um, well, we just got some good shit in our head we want to talk about. Like, let's talk about this. Fuck it. Yeah. But sometimes, you know. So this is one of those episodes where, okay, let me just look up to see what's happening in the news. Mm-hmm. And... You know, and I, I literally just said, let me just, I, I, first thing I did is I went on the shade room. Okay. <laughs> right. I found out a little bit too late for my comfort that John Singleton passed. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you know, and it's one of those passings that I always, this is aside from all the great movies. He actually uh, produced one of my, my favorite music-based movies, movies, Hustle and Flow. And that, I've, I've actually had, you know, that's been contested in my household if that was a good movie or not. Wow. To this day, I love that movie. I love that. It's just it's a perfect movie that just, I just that, that crystallizes the experience in when you, just you and your crew are trying to make music by all hook or crook and making up your little bullshit studio and all the, <laughs> the ebbs and flows and the risks and all of that. So I just love that movie. So I love you, John Singleton, for that. And of course, you know, um, Boys in the Hood and Poetic Justice. Yes, Poetic Justice um, for me. Exactly. You know, um, and he has, uh, um, I actually looked up his filmography. For those who are not aware, maybe only aware of some of his work, I'll just list it off uh, really quickly. Boys in the Hood. Poetic Justice, Justice, Higher Learning, Rosewood, Woo, Shaft, Baby Boy. Now, John, you know you was wrong for that. But anyway, <laughs> too fast, <laughs> too fast, too furious. <laughs> Time Out, Four Brothers, Hustle and Flow, Black Snake Moan, Illegal Tender, the making of Illegal Tender, Abduction, uh, Through a Lens Darkly, and the Poetic Justice 25th Anniversary is Retrospective. Now, some of this he d- directed, some of this he produced, some of he wrote, some of he did all three, two of the three, whatever. Mm. But he was, he, he had a, a nice body of work, but still was a very young man. Yeah. 51 is so young. Yeah. You know? I, agree. I think little... um, for me, um, Boys in the Hood was like revolutionary, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in that it, it told a common story in a way that Mm, how do I say it? You know, it was relatable for people my age, but it also mm-hmm. like opened my eyes on what is possible in filmmaking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of like certain topics at the at that time were um, were out of reach, right? <laughs> for a movie, I even think of like um, I had seen movies like Cooley High, right? Cooley High Mm -hmm. was an urban-based movie, but the characters were out of my, you know, age range. You know, the the movie was an old movie to me in a lot of ways, but Boys in the Hood was in my face, right? And I remember Mm -hmm. leaving the movie theater feeling like, oh, shit, like, those are my friends on on that movie, right? (laughs) Those are people in my neighborhood right now that you know mm-hmm. I could that could tell their stories in a in a very tangible way, and I think like as an artist for me seeing movies, seeing that movie and then the movies that came out after it from young filmmakers who were talking about their own experiences, like that was was good for me. I think um, poetic justice was a flip for me because it was the first time that my mother and I um, went to a a movie and she saw the artists of my era and was like, okay, I like him. You know what I'm saying? She was, you know, she looked at Tupac and was like, I see why you like him. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get it now. Like, you know, my mother's a jazz artist. So 
so she's just like, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that hippity rapid it hop. Like <laughs> turn it down. That's not music. You know what I'm saying? But um for that movie, she was like, yo, he's special. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. like he's he's important. And that was one of the times that we were able to like connect artistically, you know intergenerationally mm. was from poetic justice. It's interesting because that you kind of talk about those those two movies because they both kind of came out of time where there was this surgence of black film. Now mind you, some people like, you know, old black exploitation films. First of all, not all of them were bad, one. <laughs> I'm just saying. Or or like the whole thing was like one, you know, Maybe the whole thing wasn't perfect, but there were aspects of it that were really great, and there were some that were really great, you know. And and the original sweet, um, sweet ass, um, uh, badass song, sweet mm-hmm. back, badass song, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was the original jump off of the quote unquote black exploitation films, um, was a really really dope independent film, and then Hollywood did its thing. And I'm only bringing that up because I think Boys in the Hood was kind of a little bit of the jump off for that era in the '90s, where it was like black film at the black. It was almost like what we're yeah. going through now, maybe with a little less control a little bit itty bitty less control mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> but it was that that surges of just black film at the black film at the black film and i remember boys in the hood that just was one of those films that kind of i felt like it was the one that kind of started it mm-hmm. and then after that it's because it did well you know right. hollywood being hollywood's going to follow the money mm-hmm. and so we had all these other freaking films yeah yeah you know you know and some of them were bad too but then some of them are really good it's funny you know i watched higher learning recently and for years the only thing i remembered about that movie is what is high what is higher (laughs) what is learn (laughs) i just remembered that part but i have really forgot like all of the characters like all of the layers in that movie so even when you said it just now, I, I forgot that it was even a, a John Singleton flick. Uh, that's okay. Don't don't worry because I I don't remember none of them damn, damn movies. I just remember how the time made me feel that there yeah. so many coming out, and I saw the movies at the time. Mm-hmm. I just I'm not like one of those film buffs that like I know all the lines from this, or I know all you know this movie or that movie. It's like yeah, okay, I just like the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and I was happy, you know. <laughs> Pretty brown people was in it, you know what I'm saying? Telling mm-hmm. a story, <laughs> one right, of our right. stories, you know. Um, but it was really more so. I guess felt that that was really empowering time. One where hip hop was at that. If you were twenty something in the '90s, where hip hop was or where it was growing. I mean, now it's considered the golden age, I guess, of hip hop in the '90s. Mm. You know, I guess uh, that, uh, that's a little. Whatever. Okay, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, it depends how you. It depends on how you define golden. Like, it's. I guess the '90s is when hip hop kind of um, allowed uh, hip hop opened itself up to global, the rest of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Party. It was. It, it left New York. It, it left home. <laughs> Never to be, to return. Because Atlanta but got it, boo. <laughs> no, no, I ain't saying that. See, I think you misunderstood me. I think you misunderstood me. You there? So you can't fight it. <laughs> Atlanta got you too. <laughs> I can, I can fight it. You know, I take trapping doses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I take it in doses. I'll listen to a little Migos every now and then, and most of the time, I enjoy it when I'm by myself. <laughs> but. Yeah. You know, that's all you hear in Atlanta all day, all long, coming out of people's cars, and I am cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. okay. I'm okay. And I've even had, like, young kids in my car, right, because I drive, you know, young kids in my car, you know, showing me, oh, you heard a little something, and youngness, and little something, something, little baby. I was like, that grown-ass man, the baby? Yeah. I said, he going to really be, he not going to like that shit in five years when he go from 19 to 24. Like, I mean, right, right, right. <laughs> like, give me a break. You know, so I'm... I, I was kind of, you know, but I tried to listen and some I heard distinct things in their, in their flow. That's like, okay, I think I liked him. I don't know if I'm going to follow him like that, but I can hear yeah. how I like him over that whack ass nigga that you tell me is dope. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't hear nothing coming out of his mouth. That sounds dope. <laughs> like how yeah. like, now, cause you know, when you were a teenager, you like, you hear things in a context that the rest of us, that older people don't. So you have right. a different relationship with these artists. And I'm like, that nigga whack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ain't yeah. no ends about it. 
You know what I mean? But whatever. Um, I digress. Grass, grass, grass. <laughs> I think one thing of, of doing the museum, though, is making mm-hmm. me um, have to let go of um, the just mono concept of what mm. hip hop is. Like, I oh, need yeah, to let it be all the things that it will be. Um, I remember the first time, you know, it was a, a rap song on a commercial and everybody was like, oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, like, it's going to be what it is now and so many more things in the future. And so, exactly, like, exactly. Yeah. Go ahead, baby. And I, you know, it- <laughs> It's like, young babies, do your do your thing, and I, I like all different all the transformations hip hop has gone through. I like, I like certain artists in all of those subgenres of of hip hop. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because end of the day, you got to be dope, and not it's not about the whether the genre is dope, it's whether you dope in a genre. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But what I was saying <clears throat> earlier is, you know, this whole t- whole time really. Um. Oh, what was I saying actually? Well, we were talking about John Singleton and the movies and the culture and and yeah, it's the time and it's all the damn. You said the thing. golden age. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, and you know yeah, because this was the golden age. Okay, between hip. Okay, I think that's where I diverted. So mm-hmm. between hip hop <laughs> and this golden age of black um, film was the precursor to what we are now experiencing mm-hmm. um, in the golden age, this golden age of black entertainment in general, like every yeah. film, short series, whatever, you know? <clears throat> and it's, it's, I get so much pleasure in just being able to reflect like, oh snap, I actually seen it come around again, mm-hmm. but strengthened. Yeah. Like I can literally say that this is a, a stronger black entertainment wave of control and yeah. you know it just and ideas and expression you know it's like all those times like when our elders when we were younger but like y'all standing on shoulders because you stand I'm like okay don't quite see those shoulders yet yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh we, we understood it conceptually you know what i'm saying we understood it conceptually it was like disrespectful but you know uh but now i'm like oh my god mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh you, <laughs> you know it's it. so beautiful yeah it's so have beautiful. you heard of quality um, tv Say again. Have you heard of Quelly TV? K W E L I. Like tell so it No. So what it is? Um, I'm a. I subscribed just like as soon as I saw it. I just got a year subscription just off, you know for the culture. But it's like Netflix for all black programming. So it's what's um, all independent black programming? Films. It's um, primarily black cast. Um, for okay, so that's the only prerequisite. So short films, yeah, but it's it's global, so it'll be you know movies from the the continent, from the Caribbean, uh, everywhere. Yeah, and who's doing this? I'm sorry, it's Quelly K W E L I. I think okay, I'm saying okay, okay, yeah, Quelly like qu- but like queer films too, because you know that's what we're falling yeah. short. It's it's okay. everything. Yeah, all yeah. right, okay, all right. So, um, yeah, for the culture and, you know, rest in, in paradise to our, right, rest our in brother, power. Alita Johnson. <laughs> exactly. Thank you for all that you've uh, uh, left us with. Um, so this, what, uh, what else is in the news? This just happened literally before we got on the air this uh, Tuesday. Um, so there, and, I, you know... <laughs> Because I was trying to say, okay, what we're we going to talk about, and this, of course, popped across my screen. Um, so there was uh, a shooting at uh, UNC Charlotte. Um, oh. And, yeah. So this is where we stand right now. Um, okay. There was a shooting by one shooter. Two are dead. And four are wounded. Oh, my God. Um, or hurt. Exactly. And as I'm, like, trying to find out, I'm like, what the fuck? So as I'm trying to find out information about this, now in my head, I'm formulating the narrative. I'm formulating the characters. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what crazy white boy done flipped his fucking wig and grabbed a gun? Right. I'm going, I'm going, I hit Twitter, and all of a sudden, a picture of the person that, the suspect, if you will. It is a non okay when I, i'm gonna tell you my journey when i first saw i was like who 
who raised this little mixed boy? I mean, <laughs> and oh. so he's he's either mixed or some ethnicity. He's of color of some way, shape, or form. Not, but not. He seems okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a judgment call just by looks alone. I do not know this boy, and there is no information on him, on him. But he looks like one of them poor little mixed boys that was raised by crazy ass white parents, and he has no connection with himself. <laughs> he got oh some mental God. health issues because of this, <laughs> and and he they the only other thing they have on this kid is that. Uh, um, he dropped out of uh, college, so obviously there's some stress around that too. Um, but something else had to been there for him to decide to pick up a gun and hurt people and kill people, mm. you know. And I'm like, so I'm just looking, and so then I'm of course on Twitter, and of course it's this, you know, um, the, that that photo yeah. came on a Fox. It was a Fox tweet, oh, right? God, and yeah, I know. So so some of the yeah, I know, I know, I shouldn't even look at the damn, but. <laughs> But one of the replies is like, oh, cause it was it was a you know picture of them taking um, homeboy away, right? And uh, some 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 cracker said, uh, um, oh, now now they're gonna say that it's police brutality. I was like, really, nigga, that's what oh. you thinking about right now? <laughs> you know, I'm like, so obviously he eyeing him as a you know you know a uh, 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 black kid. You know, and this is what he feels he needs to say, you know, and it's just a video of the cops basically hauling him away. They ain't being particularly mean. They should have tripped his ass and busted his what? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> end of the day, end of the day, end of the day, Nutcase went up and killed two people's babies and hurt four more. You know what I mean? Oh, so, wow. so I'm not even yeah. I'm not even seeing it on my timeline yet. I tried really? to grab my phone. No. Well, it happened at five forty today. It happened. It happened literally like a few hours ago. So, it you know maybe your folks ain't get home from work yet and got the news or something. Yeah. Like that. All I'm seeing. Look, see, my timeline is all Delta probates and um, Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I Beyonce I know. homecoming like. <laughs> I don't see any of that and my phone's about to die so i'm just gonna i'll i'll look at it soon i am bugging don't. because no so here's the thing mm -hmm. okay. what you said is 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 key for me because when you hear of like a mass shooting a school shooting or whatever um and especially at unc that's some place that i've i mean i haven't spent a whole lot of time on the campus but i used to you know stay down the street from there and I'm like, what? <laughs> Immediately assume some white kid, you know, exercise his rights to bear arms and do what we have seen done. I kind of feel like when the DC sniper, like, you don't ever want oh. to <laughs> But you know what this says? Really what the common denominator here are dudes, or men, right? And really what this says is this, mm. regardless of what mental health issue, because I don't get that motherfucker that either. You kill people. You, just, you know, you thought this right. out. Yeah. <laughs> okay? So, um, you know, like, give mental health people their their props in that <laughs> you thought your shit out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, come on now. Yeah. Like, don't, you know, don't just throw mental health around like it's anything. It's like, nah, 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 come on. But anyway, all that being said, what this really says is that this is what, and I'm generally speaking, but just feel my point. This is what American, American men, this is their go-to when either they deal with anxiety or are overwhelmed by something or have no coping mechanism for rejection mm -hmm. <laughs> at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 I'm, under, I'm, I'm, I'm highlighting the American because in America, grabbing a gun to solve your problems is such a go-to. Yeah. It's such an easy freaking go-to. You know, so it's, it's him being black, white, you know, Indian, or whatever, the, what, it doesn't matter. 
It's like he looks like another disturbed American boy that can't deal with something and he gets grab a gun because that's the go to. Right. You know, and it has to it has to deal with a toxic masculinity. It has to deal with this country's easy access for toxic masculine people mm-hmm. that can't deal with rejection or nothing else can get a gun. Yeah. It's funny, um, thinking about it too. Like as we're talking, I'm like, so there is a um a pattern that we see but there's also like with with white shooters right but then there's also like so many people who are terrorized daily in the hood mm-hmm. by black mm-hmm. men who cannot manage their emotions of rejection or respect or disrespect or whatever the case is and that mm-hmm. is the immediate go-to yesterday i was so ready to leave work i was like counting down i have my bag on my shoulder i am waiting for the time to tick (laughs) to the right (laughs) degree so that i could leave work and my wife texts me do not come here we have an active shooter outside the school is on lockdown (gasps) right and so for 30 more minutes i'm sitting at my school like waiting for her to give an all clear they had already started releasing kids had to like pull kids back into the building and lock the whole school down wait this is a this is school you was at or, no or, or this your is wife's... my wife's school she's a principal oh, shit. and this is not the first time this school year and i will shit. say it's it's probably not the third time this school year that they have had to put the school on lockdown because there was an active shooter within range of the school consequently at release time shit right and so there is um she has a middle school there's an elementary school across the street all of these kids will be coming out of school at the same time that you're outside yeah, shooting in your little small world right and so and that's the thing you and your little small like this is this is the emotional empathy the emotional intelligence that like this is one aspect of it being aware of your fucking surroundings and giving a goddamn mm. regardless of what's going on yeah yeah how are you shooting shooting caps up into the sky into the clouds however you have a haphazardly you shooting mm. and you see a little person yeah there's no no instinct whatsoever in you to stop shooting how about when you see a few hundred of them yeah i mean like come on (laughs) but too like if this happened today like school is is done yeah like college is is done like the the only students who were there really are like packing to go home they are like taking finals you know what i'm saying (laughs) Um, the graduates <laughs> that's who's who's left right now and mm-hmm. so what is happening for you and I don't know if this goes back to what you were saying before like not being able to handle stress not being able to handle um, whatever life situations that everybody in the world goes through you decide mm-hmm. that your only recourse is to go shoot up people and like kill people that's where i'm i'm not i don't i don't understand and and taking into account like i'm a woman right Mm -hmm. and so my concept of my place in the world is to like share and give and like i don't go through life thinking like I think I might go pop a cap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they say that. I go bust a cap. Whatever you're supposed to do with the caps. Like, I don't... I don't... I always say that men struggle with ideas around space and creation, which is why they're mostly destructive. <laughs> mm. You know, always... It's like they, they're raised in this... In, in a constant... 
on a constant like train of how to manage, manipulate, and take up space. Whether some men do it through the route of humor, mm. uh, some men do it through the route of violence, or being the alpha, not or, but usually violent men are alphas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, uh, even men who aren't overtly aggressive feel the pressure of always maintaining the space that they define as theirs Mm -hmm. and how much can they encroach on others sometimes unconsciously because they just were raised to just take on the world and suck it all in and destroy and crush, kill, destroy, stress, you know, like Mm -hmm. (laughs) all of that. (laughs) It's going through the world like Pac-Man. Exactly. (laughs) And the one thing they can't do is create, even though they like to hang on to that seed shit, but nigga, it just ain't your seed, nigga. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway, the one thing they can't do is create a human being, truly. At the end of the day, they don't got the mechanisms for that. And I think that has been the deep-rooted pain, unaddressed pain and hatred towards women. And how a lot of men, I'm just going to modify it with saying a lot, because sometimes broad strokes aren't good. But mm-hmm. essentially, a lot of men <laughs> communicate. Carrying the size, not all men. Not <laughs> men. <laughs> But a lot, if not most, if not all men are raised, all right, to, to like I said, to to manage, manipulate, and take up um, of space. And th- the way they deal with not being able to create, you know, they destroy <laughs> in order to create again or to build. Like, it's, it's like a, it's a tangible, it has to be a tangible thing. They got to feel it and see it and shake it and break it and build it back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Like, the, the, just in relationship to even material things, it's just... This things I even observed when I was a kid, like when I was a little girl. Maybe that was one time I was queer, I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, I just always thought that they were, you know, strange in that way. You know, but I'm also aware acutely of how they think in, in many aspects, only because of how I present. And I, I know that I can access certain bullshit privileges that I just have by default, but just simply by how I present. Mm. You know? So, you know... Yo, y'all dudes got a, a one more thing with this toxic masculinity. I saw a meme or a quote or some bullshit um, on somebody who I'm following. They must be following me. I, I don't know. But it was like, um, it said, it was, this was about toxic masculinity. It said, um, boys, uh, what is it? It gave like statistics like, uh, 53% of black households are, you know, ran by, you know, women. And 78% of teachers are women. And so-and-so and so are women. And so if our black boys are being raised mostly by women, where's the toxic masculinity coming from? I said, are you really going to roll with this argument? Wow. Where can I begin, my friend? <laughs> this is the most dumbest yeah. shit I have read all fucking day. So, so what I said... Or how I replied, simply and succinctly. So, are you saying that all of these toxic women were just living in a bubble? Living, loving, expressing, impacting, influencing all these little black boys in this little bubble. There's no outside world that impacts them. (laughs) So, they're just in this little silo. And then they release the boys into the world. Because we're the toxic masculinity creators, and then we release them at 18. They have their license to be mm-hmm. toxic because we taught them well. Yeah, okay, really great argument. Wow. <laughs> you know? Like, people will write, not able to write shit, will go into Photoshop and make a goddamn meme. Right. Take the time and then post it. Thinking this makes Thinking so much sense. Thinking that they are sense. so on point. Right. They so on point. I was like, wow. So they taking this time to hate on what? So oh, so that's our fault too. I see. Okay. Oh, it's what all else? our fault. It's all our fault. So y'all ain't y'all ain't responsible for a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. No accountability there. Why? You never had uh. to. You never had to wash a dish, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. And you know a lot of you ain't fucking do that shit growing up. So bullshit. Facts. Some of y'all still don't know how to clean up after you wipe your own fucking ass. Because mm. your mother college your ass to death. Still can't cook a meal for you. Still eating out at age 32. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm just saying. 
Okay, let's 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 move on to the other aspect of the show, <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> which we have not titled because it has never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> so, excuse me, guys. Okay. Um. So I was on Instagram, and someone replied to one of our posts about our episode, the last one we did where we answered M's letter. And it's like, oh, wow, um, the sisters over at Queer Walk Pod, they answered the same letter. I love how you guys had different perspectives. I was like, what oh, the hell? Yay. <laughs> <laughs> from the same so the, letter. <laughs> right? So then we, I'm talking with the sisters from Queer Walk Pod on Instagram. We're like, girl, they shopping letters now. <laughs> <laughs> see who's going to answer it. Throw some balls against the ball. See what podcast is going to answer your letter. Well, hell, you got to... I guess you got us both, baby. Yeah, if you want to get the answer, you got to try as many. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we laughed about that, and then I listened to uh, to. So I sorry, I listened to the episode. It was episode sixty four of Queer Walk Pod, Mm -hmm. and um, I really love what they had to say about it. Okay, you know the the one point with the um was it the key that said it uh um. she said, um, I haven't heard anything in your letter where you are stating how you feel. Like, you're saying how wonderful this woman is and what's transpired, but nothing about how it actually makes you feel. And what they were getting around to, which I thought was really brilliant, was um, that because you have not addressed to us in the letter, you might not have addressed it to yourself and most likely probably didn't address it to your partner. Right, right. Um, your feelings, what you were actually feeling, that makes it real when you say it out your mouth to someone else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And of course, to yourself, you know, how am I feeling? This is fucked up. I don't feel, uh, 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 you know, and, 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 to, and I think what Nikki was trying to say is that you have to validate your feelings, but how can you do that if you don't address them? Right. If you don't acknowledge them. Yeah. Good point. Um, yeah, yeah, I do love that. Um, I got to check out both <laughs> both concepts on the the letter. Um, so shout out to Queer Walk Pod and shout out to M yeah. for advocating um, ever so <laughs> voraciously for herself. Um, mm-hmm. We did get uh, a message back. Hold on. Let me put my reins on. I'm going to need it. <laughs> we did get a, a lovely voice message back from M thanking us for um, responding to her letter and, and appreciating our perspective. So shout out to M for being receptive to the auntie's uh, response and vision um, for her experience. So that's what we're here to do. We're so excited every time we can can help the children. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, we're excited every time we can well, help the children, and that they, when they send their letters and they feel good about the responses, <laughs> she um, encouraged us to keep just being real <laughs> and um, giving our honest feedback and not feeling like we should hold back on those things because um, it's it's appreciated and needed and she thanked us voraciously. Yes, yes, <laughs> and repeatedly. Um, <laughs> all right, I am, I'm just going to, I'm just going, I'm just going, I'm just, I'm just going to tap you on the hand with a ruler. That's just going to pop, pop, <laughs> a, and I'm going to leave, all right? <laughs> now, in the beginning of your reply, and your in your in your voicemail to us, your your mm-hmm. wonderful, expressive, nine minute voicemail to us. Yes, yes, and that's <laughs> because Yada Hanifa can cannot tell a lie. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but in the beginning of your voicemail, darling. You were like, well, maybe I might have sounded a little off because of translation. First, let me tell you that your English is perfect. Mm-hmm. It was no nothing grammatically wrong uh, with your letter. Uh, every sentence was expressed well. The problem was that you were repeating thoughts 
that was still true to you. So I don't want you to try and slip out the back door, exit stage left. Like, you know, I, it's not as it seems because, you know, I could have written it better if y'all bitches could understand French. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Your English was lovely, darling. <laughs> yes, and it came through, and we and I think we answered you. I don't think we answered a lo- something that was lost in translation. <laughs> but thank you, M. Thank you for reaching out. We appreciate like letters that we get from all of you. Yeah, you yes. know, you know, and this is a good moment just to also say if you need to to get some uh, uh, some answers to your questions, some advice about life, love, career, situations, mm-hmm. let us know. Um, holler at us at yourgayaunties at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram at yourgayaunties. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is there anything else that we need to get off our chest? Um, um, well, I will say uh-huh. in listening to uh, M's voicemail, I had a revelation. What? I did about myself and it's, you know, oh, really? something that I, I, I didn't notice and I, I feel like maybe it's something that I should work on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I am a person who I think I have a blank face. Like I think when I'm listening, I have just a general like, resting face as I'm processing and I think that like it's it's nondescript however um I was listening to the voice message with the podcast camera up and I could see myself going through all of the emotions um that M was going through in her message and I could see my reactions. And so my face is not as blank. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think (laughs) because I, I could see every thought (laughs) as she was thinking. As I'm thinking them, just popping and running. And so my apologies to my sweet wife who tries to explain things. And I think I'm sitting there quietly waiting while she's talking because now I see what that looks like. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably very disconcerting, I think is the word, as Uh I'm trying to run uh all these thoughts through my mind and and figure out, like, is it my time to talk or, you know... (laughs) Um, <laughs> should I respond to that? No, should I keep quiet? Like all of those things are happening um, through my mind, and and I can see them now. I should probably like keep a phone on a uh, selfie mode from time no. to time, <laughs> just so I know what I look like. Well, you you know you know I don't give a shit, and you know I couldn't have a straight face. I am not a poker playing woman oh. for one reason and one reason only. I do not have a poker face. All I it's all written all over my face. Really? And even oh my god, you know what? And sometimes and the thing is and, and the thing is my thought process is really expressive. Yeah. And I think it looks crazy to people sometimes. <laughs> I don't realize that I'm expressively thinking. Mm-hmm. Right? You know. Um, and I think when I was younger, you know, they'll be talking, I'd be like, mm, and, and they'd be like, are you a- right? Like they think I'm either not liking something or, you know, I, you know, I said, listen, these little scrunched piece of skin in between my eyebrows, they just, <laughs> they just do their own thing. I know I look like I'm, I'm looking real serious and mad and confused or something right now, right. but I'm not, I'm just <laughs> thinking. And that's how my forehead look when I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... So yeah, I have a lot of that that's happening, and I think it's beautiful. Really? Fuck. Yes. If you know what, if, if you think I'm doing one thing, then what you ask me? Cause why would? Cause why would you think I'm I'm mad or evil or or angry or or looking crazy or something? It's like that. It's like you know I ain't you know, random Rudolph from the street. It's like you know, I'm just saying. Yeah. People got different faces. I can't help mine. I really can't. My, my mom got the same face. That's it, my mom's oh, face. And I'm like, sure mommy, you can your see your face. face. 
My mom's face is so elastic. It will tell you your whole history. Okay. You know, um, just by her expressions. But, um, so yeah, so I think it's beautiful. I think having an expressive face is beautiful. I think that's in part the way that we communicate to. It's not all in words or even tone, but sometimes our body language is, is really the punctuation Yeah. in the sentence, you know? And it's not distracting? It's the truth. Well, not for me. Okay. Not at all. Not at all. Body language is the truth. You can lie out your mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, you can lie to yourself and your thoughts, but your body will never lie. Wow. Only the best liars know how to fake their their bodies where their body won't give them away. But your body always gives you away. Oh, well, that's that's true. And I'm yeah. not trying to like hide it, but I don't. My thing, I don't want mm-hmm. to be like. You can throw somebody off, like their train of thought and everything. And I'm just like, what? I didn't say anything. But it's like, I guess I didn't have to say anything. Like all of the thoughts, all of the the processing, all of the... Because, too, I have to put things together. Like it's not going to make sense to me by itself. So I have to put what you're saying now with what you said before, you know, <laughs> in order to link it together. And so I'm doing that work, <laughs> you know, while you're talking so that I can make sure that I'm I'm understanding it. Or like if something is hanging by itself, I'm like, wait, uh, uh, uh. And, you know, that that's showing as well, I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> so thank you, well, I'm glad I'm glad you're getting this revelation in your 40s. Yeah. That... <laughs> But the thing too, like when you get into 40, like you, you are a little um, less tactful in how you respond to things. So you really, you know, approach a lot of stuff like, well, I don't care, you know, and that's not, you know, it's not helpful, you know, when other people are depending on your response, right? (laughs) You kind of got to be a little... Um, gentle and thoughtful with people that you care about. So if you, I'm confused <laughs> because because your actual auntie, you don't care how she look because you know her, right? You know. So if you if we're your 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 reserve aunties, mm-hmm. you know, so you you can't see our face. Okay, <laughs> so maybe that's the best. Thing. <laughs> oh, it's probably the best. That's But anyone you're talking to who, I don't know, you care to talk to? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what to say to this. It's like, I, you know, if it's distracting, I guess. <laughs> I, it's distracting you, obviously. I don't know if it's distracting as if it would be distracting to everybody, but it's distracting to you. Well, I just noticed it really. And so, you know, I'll Are you I'll tripping on yourself, girl? Are you tripping on yourself? Yes. You tripping? <laughs> But I immediately like when I saw it, I was like, I I I don't have that poker face. Like everything that I'm thinking as she's talking is like right here in the front. I wonder if I do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so I I I think I think you're okay to have. (laughs) Yeah, but I think I think you acquire that as part of your 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 crown as an auntie. Um, and when you turn 50, you get your actual crown. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay. (laughs) Then you can talk all kinds of shit. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think it's us being like curt or, you know, dismissive. It's just, you are just being efficient. Mm. You know, like, this cut to the chase. That's some bullshit. Right. Why? And two, we kind of, there there are things that, that we see as aunties, you know, having been here just a little bit longer, baby. Just so as bit. we're reading the letters, you know, we're just like, Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. Cause sometimes in, you... in M's letter, no, 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 I know what you're going to say. No, I'm saying, I know no. you want to explain it. You want to try to, you know, make it, you know, sound right, but no. And, and the whole time <laughs> we're talking, we're just like, mm-mm. <laughs> No, you know, and don't and uh uh-uh. I wish for you all to experience if you haven't already in your life where you see someone doing something that it is so clear what's going on. 
mm-hmm. because you either did it yourself or your friends did, or it's like, I know how this story ends. And you find yourself saying, you want to cut to the chase. Like, like this is bullshit. Like, I'm not going to break this down and unpack one's feelings. I am here to unpack this shit so we can then flush it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, really, like, cut the, you know. And so, it's just things, like, even in the tone and voice, even in, you know, it tone in the letter. Like, it's certain things are so glaringly because, like, I've been here before. And if you literally have not experienced it or haven't had an opportunity to acknowledge it in yourself or that, that part of growing, you literally have not experienced experienced it so you don't know what the fuck it is so it seems real it seems you know um it is your sincere self right now it is your authentic self right now but it's it's a uninformed authentic self Mm -hmm. and you don't know that and that's okay because that's what your aunties are here for let you know that that terrified they're gonna fuck you (laughs) now you want to get fucked (laughs) go on you can have a story to tell somebody else and then you will know and when somebody else says this to you 10, 15 years from now, you can be like, mm-mm. <laughs> and, and you know what it all means. Right. You know, like, nah, 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 mm, that, that. Right. <laughs> yeah, so so um, don't worry. Everyone, the beautiful thing about time is it doesn't stop. So you all will be here one day, and you'll be able to say, nah, Yes. To some younger person that just literally have not experienced something, but you're like, no, baby, no, no, just, just, you gonna stop that right now. Yes. <laughs> Please, yes, I don't. Yes, yes. Come because Auntie got hypertension, <laughs> and I know where this is. <laughs> yes, indeed. You on my couch, goddamn it. Um, so. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> You know, and the other thing is that no one, no family member, even, you know, extended family, like we, we consider to be hopefully your extended family, mm-hmm. you know, um, no one wants to see their babies get hurt, but right. we know that it's inevitable. So it's not like we're trying to prevent you from getting hurt or stumbling in life when, cause honestly, you don't want to go through life without stumbling or making mistakes or fucking up and all that. That's kind of what life is about, but there is something to be said about okay, I fucked up and more quickly be able to realize, oh, this is why I fucked up. Oh, this shit. Right, Like, take notes. Like, get in the practice of taking notes of your fuck-ups so that you don't do the same kind of (laughs) fuck-up. You know, you're going to fuck up to the end, but, huh? Over and over again. Yeah, the same one. You're still going to do the same one over and over (laughs) again. You know, do different ones. (laughs) Yeah, you got to be creative with them at some point. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So anyway, so that's that's our um this why we auntie moment. <laughs> to close out this week's show. <laughs> well, thank you all so much for listening. We've uh, really enjoyed um having opportunities to talk about current events and talk about uh life, love and all the things that are going on with all of our babies. Uh make sure that you send us your letters. Uh, so that we can uh, continue to support you. And if you would like to support us, then you can go to patreon.com slash your gay aunties and lay a little something on us so we can keep this thing rolling. <laughs> Put five on it. Ow. I oh, know, I can't even resist. I can't resist right, it. Right. That's all this is forever changed in my life now. <laughs> so now right? I know, I know, I know. So, all right. with that, that is our show for today. And I am Red Summer. And I am Honey Walita. And we are your gay aunties. Bye, babies. <laughs> Bye.